You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your tri- drive time. Ocean sure to jumpstart your day, your try time, your trying time, your drive time for your trying time, okay? Here we are just to encourage you with the Word of God. We uh, study a chapter of the Bible. Uh, we bring it to you. We talk about it with each other as a devotion, uh, not as a message that we prepare but we just prepare our hearts, and uh, we hope that you enjoy this. Uh, my name is Matt, and this is Jessica, and uh, let's go. How, how you been? Doing good. It's the last day of November, and it's exciting to be in this season of the holidays. I love the holidays. We just had another kid have a birthday, so we have a 13-year-old, another 13-year-old in the house, another Yay. teenager, and uh, we talked a lot last Monday on Colossians 3, if you didn't hear it, it's... Uh, really good in my humble opinion, <laughs> really because the Bible's really good, but just talked about the confession of your mouth and what you say with your tongue. And I think that when you have kids, especially teenagers, there's this thing that people tend to say all the time is like, you know, teenagers or wait till your kids are teenagers. You know, that people would say that all the time when our kids were little, Yeah, just wait till your kid, or even when you just have a baby, I'm like, wait till the terrible twos and yep. all those things. And I'm just like, I do not receive that and neither should you. I always called ter- the quote unquote terrible twos. I called it the terrific twos. And yes, it's hard because your kid is growing up and learning how to be a human. It's hard. And there, but there are, I think the good far outweighs the hard if you're really looking at it, apples to apples. So we called it the terrific twos and it was great. And I have no bad memories of the of my kids being two. And the same with teenagers. We've had, our other son is about to turn 16. And no matter what is happening, it's never going to do you wrong by changing your confession about something and saying something good and positive about your kid. If your kid is being a holy terror and awful, you can look him in the face and say, you are made by God for a purpose. God loves you. I love you. Speak the word over them. Speak life over them. Say the teenage years are going to be the best years. I think it's been super fun to have teenagers and it has not been easy. I think the ch- it's it's like not so um, um, physically exhausting, like when you're getting up in the middle of the night with kids, but it's emotionally sure. a little tiring because you're like, there's so many questions and there's so many like things you haven't walked through yet. And there's so many unknowns, but with God, all things are possible and yeah. you're kids' teenage years can be the best years. They so. sure can. And I think your uh, your attitude makes a huge difference on how you deal with something. If you're terrified of your two-year-old, it's going to be harder. But if you're like, no, we can do this. We can get through this. This is a difficult age or whatever. That's okay. We're going to get through it. It's going to be terrific twos. It's going to be terrific threes, yeah. whatever that is. Uh, and Fantastic fours, fabulous threes. fives. Yeah. Stupendous sixes. Right. There you go. And then the teenage years, it's going to be fine. You're going to, it's going to be hard. Life is hard, but that's okay. You're going to get through it. So yeah, I encourage you to listen to last week's uh, message as well. Colossians 3, great, great stuff there. Just in the word, Colossians 3 is an incredible chapter of the Bible. But we're on Matthew chapter 3, which is also an incredible. What a great book of the Bible named after a great guy. Well, you're named after him, but (laughs) whatever. It was named after me. That's what I'm saying. You're named after, like, not him, whatever. It's a great (laughs) name. It means, doesn't Matthew mean beloved of God? Gift. Gift of God. You are. Yeah. And your hair looks great, too. Thank you. If you don't, if you're listening on the radio right now, we actually do this as a video podcast on Mondays, and you can get it on at our Facebook page. On the Facebook page. On, on Facebook page. Did I say that? I said that. Oh, on the East Coast app, which is our app, which you can find YouTube. everything on the YouTube page, East Coast Christian Center, and you can see Matt's awesome hair. 
<laughs> on that video. That's fun. That's I think last week Denver made a surprise appearance as well. He yeah. was like wanting to be De- Denver, our French bulldog. What is the date again? It's November 30th. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. Yep. Don't you? Yeah. Every morning breath around Thanksgiving, we talk about our favorite food. What is your favorite food from Thanksgiving? Well, that's a good question because I like them all. But I like some of the... uh, Stop it. I like some of the foods that don't get a lot of credit, like green bean casserole. Yeah. Okay. Good one. I love a green bean. I love uh, pumpkin pie. Um, one of my favorite desserts of all times is the sweet potato uh, casserole. Casserole your mom makes. And what is, it's uh, like a corn cereal. Flakes. Corn it's corn flakes mixed with brown sugar and butter and, and probably pecans, regular sugar and nuts. nuts. Yeah. All oh my gosh. So, so pretty much good. Dessert. I love cranberry sauce. That's huge. And when, when do you have cranberry sauce except on Thanksgiving? So you got your mashed potatoes, your gravy, your corn, your green beans, your turkey, and then you got this cranberry sauce and just, you Reminds know, me of a you YouTube bring video. it in. I mean, I'm, <laughs> let's have Thanksgiving again. Beans, greens. Yeah. Yep. And what? And mine, my favorite, thanks for asking. You name it. <laughs> my favorite you Thanksgiving got me food. On that song. I know. My favorite Thanksgiving food. Oh my gosh, I just love it all. I love a good mashed potato. Yeah. Like lots of butter, lots of oh, ha- yeah. half and half or heavy whipping cream, lots of salt. I love salt. You said the other day, you put salt on your salt. Yes, I That's do. That's true. I love it. It's good. I'm excited about eating stuff for Christmas now. Mm, me too. Mm. <laughs> okay, we're back, y'all. We're, we're back. Hungry. We're back. Okay. All right, let's go. Welcome. We're Matthew, Matthew 3. Chapter 3. Yep. And I will read to 9. Yeah, 9. In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the Dead Sea and saying, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, seek God's purpose for your life for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord, make his highways straight, level and direct. Now this same John had clothing made of camel's hair and a wide leather band around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem was going out to him and all Judea and all the district around the Jordan and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the divine wrath and judgment to come? So produce fruit that is consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behavior that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. And do not presume to say to yourselves as a defense, we have Abraham for our father, so our inheritance assures us of salvation. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children and descendants for Abraham. That's right. Verse 10. Verse 10. I baptize you with water for repentance. Oh, excuse me. The axe is ready, is already <laughs> at like, the what? root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. But or then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. 
As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Amen. Amen. You want to start anywhere in particular? Um, I'll jump. No, go ahead. Okay. You go. So verse 3 of Matthew 3 is uh, where it says, this is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, so John the Baptist is saying, this is Jesus. This is the one Isaiah was talking about hundreds of years before Jesus was even here on earth. This is Isaiah prophesying about Jesus. In Isaiah 43, it says, the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord, make his highways straight, level and direct. And I just love that part about make his highways straight, level and direct. Like make it easy and make it direct and make it clear and make it a straight shot for people to see Jesus, for people to experience Jesus, for people to recognize who Jesus is, for people to receive him into their lives. And especially when you've been in church a really long time, you can tend to overcomplicate things or make things more complicated. And it's so simple. And it's actually the enemy who tries to... um, overcomplicate the simplest thing is that Jesus died for our sins and all we have to do is receive it. It's a free gift. It's like, put out your hand and take it. There's nothing else. It's not like when you get one of those things in the mail from a car company and it has a key and it's like, bring this key and see if you won the special prize. You're one of like 50 who will get the blah, blah, blah. Like there's always strings attached to that. It's always a long process. It's not a level and direct thing ever. And I think this is just like a reminder that we need to make the highway to Jesus straight for people, like simple for people, like sin is sin. And we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's not levels of sin, like everyone has stuff. And so Jesus paid for it all. It's very simple. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you will be saved. It's so simple. And I think we just always need that reminder to be like at the bare bones, minimum bottom line, Jesus died for you. He loves you. All he wants for you is to say yes to him and your life will be forever changed. Yeah, that's really good. I love the idea of preparing the way for people um, and really, excuse me, preparing the way for the Lord and making the path straight for him. Uh, We actually have opportunities to uh, prepare people prepare people's hearts to receive God. In fact, that's that's really what uh, I think we're all called to do. And, uh, you know, something at our church that we talk about is the one soul. And uh, we, we kind of ask this question, will I be the one to reach the one? Uh, or you might even say it like this, I will be the one to reach mm-hmm. the one. And what does that mean? Well, we believe that God has put somebody in everyone's life that you should be praying for, believing God for, that you would be willing to connect with, that you would be willing to reach out to, that ultimately you would even invite them in to the family of God. A real simple way for us is we say invite them to church Mm -hmm. because at church we'll give people a chance to receive Christ. And uh, it's it's a great way to do that. Now, there are other ways for people to receive Christ. One way would be invite them to church that is actually reaching out to the lost. Mm hmm. You know, during during the season where the church has shrunk in terms of physical attendance, you you definitely see that. Uh, I believe world or nationwide, thirty six percent right now return back to the church uh, pre attendance 
pre-COVID attendance to post-COVID attendance. Well, not post-COVID because we still have it going on, but current COVID season is a 30%, 36% return rate. And there is a temptation in this season to make the church all about believers and Christians. And of course, our church is designed for believers, of course. I mean, we sing Christian songs. We we preach about the Bible, and that's all for Christians, you know. But we always have this element in our service of reaching the lost. Mm-hmm. And we uh, are glad that we're doing it because we've not seen one week go by where, where uh, someone did not respond to the gospel. Uh, in other words, every single week since COVID hit, one or more people mm-hmm. has responded to the gospel. Normally, it's about seven to 30 people. That's what we've seen of people responding to Jesus. Yeah. Our church has seen lots of guests come in, lots of people that are searching and looking for the Lord. Uh, it's, it's actually wild because we'll see uh, church members that have been church for a long time come back for the first time, mm-hmm. and they'll ask who are all these other people? Yeah. Like I've never met these people before anyone. because people are coming yeah. and, and they're, uh, they're hungry for the mm-hmm. Lord. They're hungry for Jesus. They want answers because this world is not giving them very good answers right now. Yeah. The answers to, to what we're seeing in the world around us, they're terrible. Yeah. They're not, they're not working. They're not satisfying the soul. You know, uh, even let's look at the election for a second. No matter who you voted for, you don't feel satisfied. And if you if you did not like Donald Trump, you didn't feel satisfied for four years. And then now, you know, if, if you don't like what's happening right now, you don't feel satisfied. Your vote is not satisfying. It's not satisfying to the soul. You know, this the politics of this nation are not satisfying to the soul. And and you know, these these things are like not feeding our soul, but yeah. Jesus, he feeds our soul. Yeah. He he fills us with life. And so here's what we need to do is we need to be willing to be the one, to reach the one, to prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight to somebody. Yeah. And maybe you don't go to East Coast. You know what? You can still be the one to reach the one. You can still be willing to pray for somebody. You can st- still be willing to invite somebody. You can still be willing to, to love that person and, and get an opportunity to preach to them and share Jesus with them. Uh, I had the one person that I've I've wrote down several times, but haven't seen any headway with, which is, it happens. Um, uh, basically, uh, there was a, there was a point where the elections, uh, sort of happened and they were just talking about how frustrated they were. And it, it kind of felt like they were even saying like, this nation is going down the toilet, you know, that sort of thing. And I said, you know what? I still have hope. And his eyes got real big. I said, you know why? Is because my hope is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't put my hope in politics. Not at all. Not even close. I don't care who the president is. I don't care if I like him or I don't like him. It doesn't really matter to me. Jesus sits on the throne. And so my hope is in the Lord. And so my hope isn't swayed by politics. My hope is not swayed when I hear the news and bad news, good news, news. right? The fake, you know, <laughs> the fake news. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but whatever. <laughs> you get it, right? Like what I mean by that is when I, when I hear news, whether it's true or false, it doesn't have to sway my heart because... Jesus is on the throne, and it's our job to pave the way, prepare the way. We can be a John Baptist for the Lord. God is working, but guess what? So can we. Mm-hmm. We can be working to help make it easier for people to receive Jesus. Yeah. 
That's really good. Uh, I want to actually talk to you if you don't have a home church right now. There's so many people who have just moved into the area for a job and maybe you're just flipping through the radio and you're like trying to find a station to listen to. Well, our church is called East Coast Christian Center. And if you have a church, awesome. Plug in there, get to know people, get in a small group if they have that. Um, Reach the one in your church reach out and bring that one to your church. If you don't have a home church, we want you to find a home in our church. And we have several locations. You can go to our website at eccc.us or our app is on all the app stores. It's called the East Coast app. And uh, we want you to find a place in our church. I also want to talk about baptism. Uh, this, This is all about- Can I say something real quick? Yes. You can actually join our One Soul Network and you'd go to ECC. Dot us ECCC. <laughs> E-triple-C dot us. Okay, so E-C-C-C dot us slash one. And there's a dash in the soul. No, there's not. One Soul Network. and uh, Or you can go to the website and look under, um, let's see, where is that at? Under Next Steps. One Soul and Network. since we started the One Soul Network, we've seen 2,335 people give their life to Christ. Praise and God. Actually, I think that number is bigger than that. I think this might be last year's number. I don't think we've added this year's number. But all you do is you you put uh, your email address, your name, and your last name, and you subscribe. And what you're going to get is you're going to get an email uh, every week letting you know about people getting saved, like how many people through East Coast is getting saved. You're going to get encouragement. Mm-hmm. We're not going to send you anything else. Yeah. And uh, you're going to, you're just going to, and you also can report a testimony of who has gotten saved uh, around you. And it's just exciting. And you want to be a part of and, and get an encouraging email every week of people getting saved. It's really exciting. Yeah, come on. Of course you do. I love seeing it. So go it. to the, our website and join the One Soul Network and you can be on, be a part of that. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I'm looking, our website's pretty great. It has all the things you need. They yeah. bow, next steps. Locations, yeah. So all the locations, everything is there. Eccc.us. Um, about baptism, I would say that I talked in the very beginning about how easy it is and how simple it is to become saved, to get, uh, to become a Christian, to give your life to the Lord. All of these mean the same thing. Um, but there's also it says believe and be baptized. So giving your heart to the Lord is one thing, but then being baptized is an outward confession, outward expression of your inward confession. Cause you can get saved and no one knows it right away. It's something between you and the Lord internally. But then when you go get baptized, you are being buried with him in baptism under the water. It's a expression, um, and raised to newness of life. And it's just a way to show yourself to show other people that you are a believer in Jesus, that you are putting your life into his hands and trusting him. And so if you've never been baptized, it's an incredible experience. And what's really cool is that it doesn't matter where it happens. Like we've been in Israel and we've been able to baptize people in the Jordan River right where where, Je- where Jesus was baptized. Not in the same water. Right, right. Not and it on was, the same beach. It was a really cool experience. But I have to say that I remember back when we first started the Vieira campus and the first people that we baptized, we baptized them in their pool. Yeah. And it was cold. <laughs> it was like winter. And I almost feel like that was, I don't it's all impactful. But it doesn't matter where it is, is what I'm saying. The act of baptism is a really powerful experience and something that you should do if you have never done that. I want to encourage you to take that step and you can go on our website and um, it right where it says next steps, you can sign up to be baptized and we'd love to be a part of that in your yeah, life. That's really good. Yeah. What else you got? Anything? 
Um, oh, let's see. I had something here at the bottom, and a voice from heaven said in verse seventeen. Oh, I was say that too. Good. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. And you know, I was listening to a message by uh, Chris Hodges, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing. I learned so many things that I've been studying the Bible my whole life. And uh, when you when you keep studying, you you learn so many new things. And one of the new things I recently learned was that we only have two recorded conversations from God the Father to Jesus mm-hmm. uh, the Son, and both of them say that God loves His Son. Yeah. Like God is saying to Jesus in both recorded conversations, "I love you." Yeah. Like, wow, what a cool thing! And I like Chris Hodges concluded that, of course, Jesus talked. Um, to God, the Father, every day. Mm-hmm. And he, he concluded this, that he probably said that every day to his son. Yeah. I love you. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that's, I think, suggested that we really need, uh, there's two things really I'll say, is that God loves you. Like, you don't, you don't feel good about yourself. You don't know, you know, you're depressed, you're scared, you're angry, you're frustrated. Guess what? God loves you. Mm-hmm. Your Father in heaven loves you. But then number two I just really think that we need to be more apt to telling people that we love them and sharing the love of God to people. Yeah. Because if God loves people, we should be the ones telling them. Mm-hmm. You know, God loves you. He doesn't, you know, we shouldn't just have hope in Jesus. He loves you. Like, he actually wants to take care of you. He wants to protect you. He He wants, you know, in the world we live in, he wants you to be that child that has protection and favor because you, because he's your father, and you've mm-hmm. given your life to him, when no one else is seeming to be able to have those things, favor and love and protection. Guess what? Nope. God's given that to you. He wants you to be that favored child, and he wants you to bring that kind of love to other people. You know what we say sometimes is like, especially when we're on the phone or we're saying goodbye real quick, and we're like, "Love you, love you, love you," and it just becomes this rote thing. Sometimes we stop and we say, "Did that hit your heart?" Mm-hmm. And then we're like. No, no, it was just something I said. Say it again. I'm used to it. <laughs> Say it Bye, again. I love you. I mean, have you ever accidentally said I love you to someone else? You have. I've heard you do it on the phone. I have? Yes. Did I even notice? Yes, I think I told you right away. Uh, but yeah, just because you're so used to saying it. Because we talk like, on the you. phone all the time. Yeah. All right, love you. See you later. Bye. Yep. You know, um, has have you ever done that? I mean, so that's funny. hilarious. Um, or thought about accidentally, like, uh, oh, I better not say that. You so know? you might have heard God loves you all your life, or maybe this is the first time, but I want to ask you, did that hit your heart? Yeah. Like, God loves you. When you were saying it, I actually was, like, starting to get teary-eyed because I'm just like, he loves me. You know, like, he loves me so much that he sent his only son to die for me on a cross. Like, it is very impactful when you think about it and you let it hit your heart. Um, I want to read this little commentary from Joyce Meyer in my Bible. Uh, It's the Enjoying Everyday Life Amplified Bible translation, and it's Matthew 3, and it's referring to the verse he just read in 317. And it says, do you ever struggle with wondering if you do enough to please God? When Jesus was baptized, he had not yet taught publicly, performed miracles, or done any sort of ministry. Yet God called him my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and delighted. Likewise, God is delighted with you because you are his child. That pleases him far more than anything you can do. Ask him to show you more and more how delighted he is in you. And I think that comes with time. Like that comes with the relationship. We don't just meet someone at Walmart and we say hello and we're instantly like, 
oh, I know them so well that I know how much they love me and I know how they're delighted in me. No, we don't even know them. Like God knows us, but we have to spend time in his presence to get to know him. Like it comes with time spent, like relational equity has to be built between the two of you. I do soap um, every morning as a way to read my Bible and soap is just stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So with this, I would take Matthew chapter three. I would read the whole chapter. I'd pick one verse. That would be my scripture, make observations about it. The O, the A is my application. And then P is prayer. And on the one I was doing yesterday, I think it was in the Psalms. And in my prayer at the very end, I just wrote, I love you, God. And there was a part of me that was like, that feels silly or weird or whatever. And then when I wrote it, I was just like, no, we love him because he first loved us. Like our response to him is actually, I love you too, because he was the first one to say it to us. He loved us while we were still sinners. Mm -hmm. Christ died for us. So our response is simply, thank you for your gift of salvation. And I love you too. So I think this part about just we, it's not about what we do. It's about who we are. And it's not about what we could ever do for the Lord. It's about all that he's done for us. And then we get to walk that out in a life um, devoted to him and submitted to him and surrendered to him. And it's the best place to be. That's so good. You know, just at the end of the show, I want to remind you, if you listen to this on the radio or a podcast, you can actually find this on video as well. You can find it on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, East Coast Christian Center. You can look look through all of that. And, and on Mondays when me and Jessica record the show Morning Breath, we actually video produce it as well. So we just want to say thank you to everyone that listens. Also, would you take time to share this with somebody? Let someone know about this. Uh, take a second to hit share on the Facebook page or on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment even. And uh, we're excited. We're actually re- rebooting our whole platform so that this can be out on Spotify and other channels as well. Um, Because as everything advances, we've got advanced too. So thanks for being a part of this broadcast. This show wouldn't be uh, what it is without people that watch it and share it and tell people about it. So thank you so much. We love you and we appreciate you and we will see you next week. Have a great day. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. 
Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.